This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a good Saturday morning to you on this holiday weekend. Denny Long here, along with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, answering all of those lawn and garden questions this morning. Teresa, good morning. Good morning, Denny. I'm so happy to be here with you. Well, we're glad you're back at it. It's always fun having uh, you and your colleagues, too, for that matter, on on our uh, Saturday morning shows. People love it. 
Uh, and uh, already we're getting a ton of uh, questions, which is not unusual, I guess you know that. If if you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, and I know you do, 651-461-9226. You can either call in, and if you like to chat with uh, Teresa, that's great. Or if you just want to send a text like a lot of folks are doing, that's great too. The number again for either, 651-461-9226. Teresa, one thing. We're getting one topic, I should say, that we're getting already three, I think, text messages, and it's about dormant seating. I knew you were going to say that. Yes. In (laughs) fact, I've done uh, some of that myself and will do uh, even more. Uh, What do you think? Uh, There's. uh, Let me just uh, do the first question here. (laughs) Would it be a good day or later this week to do that very thing? I think it would be great. The, uh, the air temperature is cool, and uh, the ground is getting cold. Uh, make sure that you can, if you mow the lawn a little bit shorter, so you have real good seed-to-soil contact. And then um, if, if the lawn is pretty sparse because you're, you're dormant seeding, then make sure you've got something like a light straw. Just lightly put it down to disguise some of those seeds from the birds that are passing and migrating and living in our, in our ecosystems. You know, maybe for those that don't know, we talk about this almost every week. What is dormant seeding? What is the procedure? Oh, that's a good good question. So normally when you plant a seed, you want it to grow right away. With dormant seeding, we don't want it to grow. So we want to get it in place so it's ready to grow and start when it's supposed to next spring. So dormant seeding is when the ground's cooler. We do it in the fall, just before like a snow or as the ground is very, very cold or almost frozen. Then we we put the seeds out there. We press the seeds as close as we can to the soil because if they're up in the air, they're not ever going to do anything. And then we just wait. And then next spring, when the ground warms up enough and we have enough sunshine and warmth in the air, the seeds start to grow. So they're already going so you don't have to wait and get out there and seed and do everything else. They're all ready to go when it's when it's the right time in the spring. And the thing is, I, I, I talked earlier about uh, what our friend Paul Douglas was saying. There's the possibility that we will not have a white Christmas. Now, exactly. tell folks, what, what's the downside of not getting snow cover? So the downside of not getting snow cover means that for dormant seeding, that seed's available for the winter birds all winter long. So they're they're going to eat a lot, and the mice are going to eat a lot. Whatever is active out there could eat a lot. But not only that, for our plants, that snow cover is like a blanket that keeps the ground a steady temperature. It keeps it frozen or near freezing. Down a little bit deeper, the ground doesn't normally freeze. But if the soil's really dry and we don't get a snow cover to give that little like a quilt on top of the snow to keep it one temperature, that frost, that 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 really cold, cold temperature that we get in the wintertime can go further down and further down into the soil and that can damage more 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 roots. So then if we do get some warmth, the plants come out of dormancy, they start growing, then the roots die again with more frost, and that frost just goes deeper and deeper and deeper in a very dry soil. So it's really important to keep watering if the ground's not frozen and to hope we get some snow. We're not going to, probably won't get a lot this year, but hopefully we'll get enough to, to give that blanket a little bit of quilt so it just stays at one temperature and doesn't keep fluctuating and the frost doesn't go deeper than normal. And besides the uh, grass seed, our shrubs need that snow as well. 
the shrubs need the snow for protection to keep those roots at one temperature and not fluctuating, and so that so that frost doesn't go down deep. the The top level level of the soil does freeze in the winter time, but the roots are a little bit below that. But if that frost goes deeper and deeper, a lot of those plants are a little more tender, and they could they could get some damage. A kind of a follow up question about uh, about dormant seeding, and I think it's a good one. Uh, the question is: Texture says, where can I find grass seed now? I know a lot of places, big box stores and the like, uh, kind mm-hmm. of replace their grass seed with other seasonal things. Right. I did find some. Yep, so this is the time then you want to really try to support those local nurseries. Yes. So go to your local nurseries and, and look at them and talk to them. They'll know which ones you should use in your yard because you still have to select the right kind of seed. You have to select whether a shady mix or a sunny mix or something that can handle traffic or salt. You do have to select for those. You can't just put down any seed. You've, you know, I mean, you can. But why waste the effort and your money? Put down the seed that's going to give you the best result for your location. Good idea. Here again is our number. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question for Teresa Rooney, it is 651-461-9226. Here's the one. We're not uh, just talking about the lawns. Uh, Are you familiar, Texture says, at all with Dawn Redwood? Can they be grown successfully in the Twin Cities area? I've heard a few people do grow Dawn Redwoods. I think they're a little uh, a little tricky maybe for our climate, but I have heard of people growing them. Not a lot of people, but I have heard of people who do grow them. Now, we mentioned this with Mary when she was on the other day. This was news to a lot of us um, that uh, we, we, meaning in Zone 4, can maybe now consider ourselves zone five. Am I saying that correctly? Yay, that is correct. Yes, we've moved up a zone. So that means it's supposed to not be as cold. And uh, that that I just jumped for joy and thought, correct. Yes, we've moved up a zone. So that means it's supposed to not be as cold. And uh, that that I just jumped for joy and thought, oh, Japanese maple. And then one of my master gardener friends said, uh, Teresa, let's let's be re- let's be cautious here because you just you don't want to jump in and, and grow those zone five plants that are really super tender. Try to get the zone five bees if you can, if your if your climate has switched over there and just give them a little extra protection. It's it's a kind of a, a changing thing. So we've just kind of got to if you're going to test the limits, you got to be prepared to lose the plants. So uh, you give them the best shot and hope for the best. But, yep, we're now at Zone 5 in the Minneapolis area and in southern part of Minnesota, some parts of southern Minnesota. That means our temperatures will be a little warmer in the winter, supposedly. I wonder if there's been any change to our listeners and our neighbors to the north that are in Zone 3 or so. so some of them might have gone up to a Zone 4 or a Zone 3B rather than a 3A, which means they're a little bit warmer. They're getting closer to Zone 4. So, again, you know, check with your local, check that USDA map, and uh, and uh, just be careful. Be cautious. Don't just don't just get rid of all your Zone 3 plants and plant Zone 4s or, or whatever. Be cautious. Introduce slowly and temper your excitement with reality. Very good. Tell you what, before we break, let's grab a phone call. Mark, I do believe, calling in from Andover this morning. Thank you, Mark. What's your question for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney? Good morning. Thank you. Um, The spring, when the snow melted, myself and many of my neighbors were greeted with extensive 
what we believe was mole damage, where they're essentially chewing the, the grass, the lawn foliage, down to the dirt. Now, a lot of it did come back on its own, but I'm wondering if there's any product that could be recommended to down as a repellent this fall. Again, understanding we may not get the snow cover this year that we did last year, but just trying to limit or eliminate a lot of that damage again. Right. So those are from voles. Uh, moles eat meat, voles eat vegetation. So they're like little field mice. And sometimes when we get the heavy snow cover and the, the soils don't freeze, the voles can live like under the snow and they just have a feast with the, with the decaying grass or the, the dying grass that's being crushed by the snow and all those wonderful grass roots. There's not much you can do except to um, to clean your yard as best as you can. And if you are putting down anything, um, any kind of leaf leaves on top of soil in your garden, like a, a winter mulch, you wait until the ground's just about frozen. So you create the the least appetizing, the least nice area for those little voles and field mice to live in. There's no products you can put down. There are, you could probably use some repellents, but... I don't know how long they'll last in the snow. I don't know how long they'll last without a snow cover. Without a snow cover, you're not going to see that kind of damage as much because there's no place for those little critters to hide. And the hawks and owls and foxes and everything else are still out hunting them. So they're going to be in those little areas where they can have a little more protection. Good luck with that, Mark. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Mark, for the call. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. If you have any questions, let's say, about some indoor plants, maybe... uh, thinking ahead too aren't we heading into the season now where people uh when do we start getting seed catalogs Is that really? <laughs> i've already gotten a few so you it's have? wonderful okay. yes <laughs> all right well whatever the question may be whether it be indoors or outdoors why don't you give us a call or send a text here on our smart garden show master gardener Teresa rooney is answering those questions here's the number 651-461-9226 we move back to uh, 24 degrees Currently in the Twin Cities, we'll hit about 32 today. Chance of a few flurries. A little better chance uh, for your Sunday tomorrow. Going to be a breezy day tomorrow with highs about 33. But to warming up toward the end of the week, we'll get you details in just a matter of minutes. Right now, though, 24 on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you. Danny Long here along with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering any kind of a lawn or garden question you may have this morning. Uh, You can call it in. You can text it in, 651-461-9226. Call or text, 651-461-9226. Questions about holiday gifts like host or hostess type of gifts. Uh, Looking for ideas. I guess this is the time of year for that. A listener wants to get some help. It is the time of year. Uh, so sometimes houseplants are nice. Remember to think about your, your host's uh, situation. Are they plant people? Um, maybe a bouquet would be a better thing if they're not plant people. Um, if they have pets, research the plants you're going to give them to make sure that the the plants aren't poisonous to pets or children. The ASPCA line is really good for that uh, and, and to research uh, what, what you're giving. Some things like cyclamens can be very poisonous. Poinsettias aren't normally poisonous. They're just very, um, the sap is, is yucky and can give some skin dermatitis. And if you ate a lot of the leaves, you'd barf it up or, or throw it up because they're pretty awful. 
uh, just think about those things in advance. Um, if you're giving Christmas gifts or holiday gifts to someone, gardeners love holiday things, so go to your nursery and find something, some seeds, uh, gift certificates from favorite uh, uh, magazines that they might get, uh, favorite uh, seed catalogs. Those are great ideas. Uh, and you did uh, mention uh, an important issue, I think, that needs to be repeated about pets. Mm-hmm. That 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 can uh, that can cause some problems, couldn't it? That can cause problems, even if all your pets do is knock things over, like cats or dogs with big bushy tails. It's just something to consider when you're giving a gift. Do do they have those uh, those um, challenges to live with in in the home? Then you just want to think about something else. Maybe that might be good, or give them an amaryllis bulb where they can plant it where or they can set it where it's good or poinsettia that they can set where it's going to be up on the table or up in a bright area. Very good. Listeners send this text in, uh, Teresa. Will a really cold winter with no snow cover kill grubs? Uh, not usually. The grubs manage to get deeper in the soil. They get below that frost line. That's why uh, when, when they start migrating down, it's no longer any good to put poisons out because they aren't feeding. They aren't up near the soil. So probably not. Or not yeah. enough to do much damage, I don't think. I think here's an important one. When we talked about uh, dormant seeding, a uh, texter says, if, dormant, if I dormant seed now, Will it be safe when my lawn service puts down a pre-emergent in the spring? Good question. No, no, that's that's a very good question. So that is something you want to have a discussion with with your with your lawn care people that you are dormant seeding, and they'll need to let that product get up, those seeds get up and growing before they put down the pre-emergent, and then by that time the crabgrass is already going, so it's kind of useless. So it's a decision you have to make: either you're going to dormant seed now and not do a pre pre-emergent in the spring in the same area, or you're going to do your pre-emergent spring and then overseed again in uh, August, September of next year. Uh, it, you have to make that decision, but do have that communication with your lawn service. And even if you don't have lawn service, think about where you put the, the grass seed. The, 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 dormant, the, um, the pre-emergent does not know if it's a crabgrass seed or a, a regular grass seed that you want. It's seeds. It's going to stop seeds from growing. So. Right. All right. Again, here's our number, 651-461-9226. Listener says this, we are attempting to make a boxwood hedge. We have been covering each individual boxwood with burlap in the winter to avoid any winter burn. We had this happen a few years ago and had to start over with the hedge. What do you recommend? Uh, try to get the hardiest boxwood that you can and think about where you're siting it. If it's going to be exposed to those those high winter winds and that, that strong winter sunshine on the west and that, maybe a boxwood hedge is not the goodest, the goodest, the best situation. Otherwise, uh, you don't have to worry about wrapping each boxwood. You can just run a, a, a fence like or, a, or a, a screen of um, the burlap in front of those boxwoods just to break the wind or to break the sun so you don't have to wrap each one. You can just do a screen, a panel. Um, and think about, do you really want to have to do that every year for your boxwood? Uh, it, it's a matter of right plant, right place. So consider the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, listener has an English ivy plant that's about five years old. For the past few months, leaves have been turning brown and falling off. I cut back the stems. 
They become very woody, yet are green on the inside when I cut them. There are maybe 20 leaves left, no new growth. Is it too late for this plant? Um, I would I would say it's probably not too late. Um, double check the plant to make sure it's not filled with spider mites and, and other pests. The extension website, extension.umn.edu, has some really good information on houseplant pests, so look at that. And then just um, give the plant, you don't want to be feeding it at the time where you want to keep the soil moist. You want to give it as much light as possible uh, to see if it can recover and re-sprout again. Um, It may have gotten some pest. It may have gotten a frost. I I don't know why it would have just dried up like that. It could be that there's insects in there and that's something you'll have to address. So check the plant out really carefully. And you know, if you don't want to do that, toss the plant and start over again. Nothing says you have to try to bring back a house plant. Very good. Let's uh, take a break. We have about another half hour of the show to go, as you know, Teresa. I'll give the phone number, which happens to be the text number as well. And as we head to the weather forecast, here it is, 651-461-9226 on this holiday weekend from News Talk 830 WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. We are here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour welcoming your lawn and garden questions for uh, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney this morning on this holiday weekend. Teresa, we we always love to point out, in fact, that this is a great time of year, any year time of year, to get to the Arboretum. But a lot of folks have visitors, family and friends. What a great place to take them, right? It's a wonderful place, and if you have kids, it's a great place to get them outside and let them walk on the paths and use up some of that energy that they seem to have so much of. Absolutely, and it, it, you, you, to get there, it, it, it's very easy. You have to reserve your time online, and it really yep. makes it so easy when you uh, drive in there. You've got an appointment, and, you know, bada-bing, you're right, you're right it, there. However, there's, there's just so much to see, yeah. Now, there's a question that came in a few minutes ago. Uh, that said, can you visit the Arboretum gift shop without making a reservation and paying admission? I don't think so. I don't think so. You do have to make that reservation and paying admission. Uh, there's the gift shop, and there's a lot of other different um, things that are going to be going on there, winter lights and things like that. But, yes, you do. It's it's part of the ARB, so you have to pay to get in. Yep. So, But get a membership. Maybe that would be yep. a wonderful holiday gift for the family to have a family membership. Uh, so you don't have to pay every time. You could just make your reservation and pop on in. You know, I, I did that very thing. It really is is a fun thing to do, and especially, as I said, if you have uh, friends or family coming mm-hmm. to town. They will really right. love uh, getting out there. Just it's west sh- on Highway 5 to 41. Yeah, it's a showcase. It's a gem in Minnesota. Yeah. So just, just please show it off and, and the beauty and what those plants look like in winter and maybe walk through the prairie a little bit and just see how beautiful everything is. Even though everything seems to be dormant or dead, it's still very gorgeous. U of M, Minnesota Landscape Arboretum. What a great place. Uh, texter says this, and I thank, uh, thank this texter for the, for the nice comments. Happy Thanksgiving weekend to you all. You have given me lots of info regarding plants, planting, watering, and care for a moth orchid. Do orchids mm-hmm. only bloom at certain seasonal times, and do they ever need trimming? 
they they normally don't need trimming. Most orchids will bloom about once a year, especially the Phalaenopsis or the moth orchid that you have. That's a very easy one to grow. Um, you probably don't need to trim it. Once the uh, the flowers die back, you can trim back if you want or just leave that stem for a little while till it kind of gets brown and yucky looking and then trim it back. And that's all you really have to do and it'll bloom again in about a year for you. But you just take care of it. They're very simple to take care of. They have beautiful big leaves. They're just gorgeous. All right. Let's see if we can't grab a phone call. If Lucy is still there, we're going to go to Hopkins this morning. Is Lucy still there with a question? Lucy? Yes. Hi. Hello? Hello. Hi, Lucy. What's your question for Teresa? I'm trying to figure out if my yard is starting to get the dreaded jumping worms. I had a utility company tearing up the street, and there was a lot of foot traffic across my lawn, and they occasionally drove their muddy, treaded trucks over the corner of my lawn. Mm-hmm. And I have a lawn that where I tolerate a lot of weeds for the sake of pollinators, the, the mm-hmm. nice ones like mint and violets and, and clover and whatnot. And so it does tend to get a little sparse. But in that corner of the yard, I'm now noticing a lot of bare soil and, and um it looks a little bit kind of chewed up. Mm-hmm. And yesterday when I was doing dormant seeding, I saw a couple of worms stick with their rear ends sticking out of the ground, but they were frozen in and I couldn't get them out. So I don't have them for identification purposes. Mm-hmm. You know, my yard doesn't really have the dried up coffee grounds looking look that they mm-hmm. say is associated with jumping worms, right. but it is definitely disturbed soil. And yep. I, how do I figure out if I've got them, and what do I do if I do? I, I guess this year what I do, Lucy, and thanks for your question and for waiting. Um, jumping worms are something we're, we probably will all eventually have to deal with, or many of us will have to deal with. Um, wait till spring, and then you can dig down and see if you're seeing the worms at that time. Um, and you might even want to wait until uh, maybe into June when the when the adults are a little more active. Uh, in the beginning, the young are so small and active, you might not find them. Um, there's not much you can do if you get them, but uh, just treat that area gently. It was kind of damaged by trucks running over it, and that could be the compaction could be what you're seeing a problem with. So just overseed like you're doing with your dormant seeding. And just wait till next year. The extension website has some really good information on jumping worms. And then you can also send in some pictures to ask a master gardener. And they will give you some more tips later on uh, next year to deal with it. But for right now, Lucy, just relax. There's nothing you can do right now. Just do your dormant seating and let's hope for the best next year. But that's something we all have to kind of worry about. And you brought up a great uh, website, extension.umn.edu. Great reading any time of the year. but uh, It's a great resource. We love to talk about it every weekend, and for good Mm -hmm. reason. These folks there at the U of M uh, really put in a lot of work on that. They put in a lot of work, and and you can get as deep into the subject as you want to, or if you just want a quick question answered, you can find that. But then if you want to head down and do some more deep, deep diving, you can do that too. Very good. Grab another phone call this time. Brenda is calling in from Plymouth, Minnesota this morning. Brenda, thank you. What is your question? Hi, good morning. It's main, it may not be an exact gardening question, but I my spruce top bundles were delivered yesterday, and the dirt and all of my urns are frozen. <laughs> so <laughs> what's the best way to kind of, should I like boil water, or what should yep. I do? 
So, so you have some options. Boiling water will work. Uh, it's a lot of work, uh, and it can get kind yeah. of messy, but you can do that. Or if you have a heated garage, just bring bring the the uh, er, the big urns or the big planters that you have into a heated area where they can thaw out. Wait for them to thaw, and then stick the spruce, spruce tops in and uh, water them really good, and then put them back outside to freeze. Otherwise, boiling water is an option, and it's sometimes Amazing how quickly those outside pots can freeze up and you're like, oh, rats, I missed it. So you have to do some some jiggling around. But boiling water is an option for you. Good luck with that, Brenda. Yeah, Brenda, good luck. Thank you. Uh, Brent is checking in this morning from Roseville with a question for you. Brent, thank you. What is your question for Teresa? How short should I cut the lawn, you know, prior to the uh, the snow cover? And also, is it cold enough to do the dormant seating now? Mm-hmm. Those are good questions, Brent. Thanks for asking them. Yes, it's cold enough to dormant seed, and uh, you do have to keep mowing your lawn as long as it's growing. You don't want it to get too long. Uh, the university now says you don't have to cut it back very short at all. If you want to just go back a half an inch or an inch a little bit uh, lower than you normally do, you can if you normally have a very tall lawn and you're just bringing it down to, say, like three inches. You can go down to three, uh, two and a half if you want, but you don't have to do those big cuts that we used to say in the past and you don't want to do anything too too drastic you want to bring that height down if you're going to lower um over time you don't want to do just one cut where you cut you know four inches off and you're down to the scalping level uh so leave some grass we do need some grass out there to protect some of the some of the crown and the roots of the plant so you don't have to cut it very short at all that's what i'm trying to say very good this listener says uh, by a text, Teresa, I have a Christmas cactus, I think. <laughs> it, has, <laughs> it has jagged edges. It drops segments often. What's the proper watering amount, house temperature, and sun exposure? My plant is small and droopy. Okay, so it may be overwatered or underwatered, uh, and they are kind of brittle at times. So if they're in a high traffic area, the the little paddles, the, they can drop off. So put it where it's not going to be bumped all the time. The extension website has some excellent information about how to grow a cactus. But as you can imagine, a cactus needs the brightest light you can give it in your house. So you're looking at a south or a west exposure or a nice grow light would be wonderful for it. You want to let it dry out a little bit between waterings. You don't want to get it too wet or too cool. And actually, it's it's uh, it's a succulent, not a cactus. That was my, my misspeaking there. So it can take a little more water than a a. Um, a cactus can. Uh, it doesn't need the super bright, hot, west sun 24 hours a day as a succulent. It can, east window would be beautiful for that one. So I'm erasing everything I said. Put it in an east window or a south window where it can get that diffused light. Um, it likes to be at home, at home temperatures. So anytime between like say 55, 60, seven, up to 70, 75 would be nice for it. And what triggers the flowering is the change in temperature from day to night. So it likes that change from about 10 degrees cooler at night and uh, warmer in the sun, in the uh, daytime. And then uh, a little bit of uh, uh, a light, a nice eastern light or a bright light will be fine for it. But do look at the extension website and that will be, give you some good ideas. Yep, extension.umn.edu. Grab another phone call. Going to Blaine this time. Catherine is there with a question. Catherine, what is your question? 
Good morning. Uh, Teresa, I, I talked to you earlier this year about a hydrangea that I put in, mm-hmm. and you said to wait to put mulch on it until it's, the ground is frozen. Yep. Is this the time to do that then? So, it, uh, Catherine, thanks for asking again. So what you want to do is uh, for the winter mulch, if you're putting down a winter mulch, you want to wait till that ground's just about frozen. So go out and walk on your soil and see if that soil is getting firmer. It feels more like concrete than like a lawn or than like a garden. If it's starting to freeze up, then yes, do put down that, that winter mulch if you want for those, uh, win- those plants you just planted this year. You may also want to consider putting around some chicken wire so that the bunnies don't do too much nibbling and damage for the winter. Um, That's something we all should be thinking about doing now, protecting our trees and shrubs from rabbit damage. So either you're using chicken wire or hardware cloth, just in a hoop around it, a circle around it, and then add a little bit of mulch on top there. Make sure you give it a good drink of water before you do that if the ground isn't frozen yet. Good luck with that. All right, Teresa, hang on. We're going to take a a quick break. We still have some time for your lawn or garden questions, either by phone or by text, for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Call us or text us, 651-461-9226. 24 degrees in the Twin Cities here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. 24 degrees in the Twin Cities here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. And welcome back to this portion of our Smart Garden Show here every Saturday on CCO in the 8 o'clock hour. This morning, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney doing the job of answering all of those lawn and garden questions. And, Teresa, we still have we still have a bunch to take care of here. Uh, and let's – well, I'll tell you, we can do kind of a lightning round, I think, and, uh, okay. and before we run out of time. Um, this listener says, what is a good indoor plant? This might be called a miracle plant. What's a good indoor plant for a, quote, lazy gardener? For example, low watering, thrives in cooler temps, and low light, and insect resistant if there is such a plant. <laughs> those, those, are, uh, those are high bars all together like that. Uh, go to the Extend website and look at their house plants and get some ideas. But I'm thinking things like ZZ plants or Sansevieria, that's the mother-in-law's tongue, cast iron plants, even uh, pothos and um, peace lilies are all fairly easy plants. Orchids are also extremely easy. The phalaenopsis, the moth orchid, is extremely easy. So uh, look at your position, where you're going to put it, uh, what kind of uh, emo, uh, support you're going to give it, and then if you do have any pets, consider their options too. If you have pets that nibble or knock things down, how are you going to protect it? Spider plants are also very easy. So there's a lot of easy house plants out there, but they do need a little bit of care, but don't overwater them. Okay. Is that, that That's kind of a typical uh, issue, isn't it? Overwatering rather than underwater. Yes. We normally kill our plants with kindness, so, yeah. so don't overwater it. Uh, this uh, texture, again, uh, talks about dormant seeding. It's kind of a tip from this uh, texture. Uh, before dormant seeding, this texture mixes the grass seed with a little potting soil or similar medium in a bucket to give it that soil contact. What do you think of that? That would work. It also helps it spread out the seeds so you're not putting the seeds too closely together. Just remember, and that's a, that could be an option. Some people use sand also. And just make sure that you're, you're tamping it down. You're, you're putting that, that, 
that combination you put down, um, press it in, walk on it uh, gently, or tap it with the back of the rake so that it has the best contact it possibly can uh, so it's not sitting on top of a leaf or something like that. Here's a question we've attacked uh, a few times this season. In fact, we do this every year. Listener wants to know, maybe we can just talk about it, raking up all the leaves before the snow. What about that? And what if we have a ton of leaves and don't do anything? What can that do to our lawn? Well, you want to you want to make sure you can see the grass, about 80% of the grass. Uh, so if you just have a few leaves out there, no problem. You can run your mower over them. That'll crunch them up a little bit, uh, especially if you have a mulching mower. If you don't care and all the leaves come down and you have a heavy, thick mulch of leaves on top, that grass, if you have grass in that area, will suffer. It may be choked out by the springtime or it it may come through. It just depends on how strong your grass is and how big those, how deep those leaves are. So think of it as a mulch. And do you want to put mulch on your grass? If you're putting mulch in your grass, you're probably trying to kill the grass. So you want to make sure you you rake up or or um, mulch those leaves with your le- with your mulching mower so they're breaking up. You want to be able to see a lot of the green if you still want your grass in the spring. But if you don't, put all the leaves on top, and that's okay. But leaves, generally speaking, if you have uh, leaves, I mean, there there are some benefits to leaves, are there not? There are, and leaves in the garden are good. Uh, leaves, uh, if you mulch them in on your lawn, uh, you break them up with the mower, it adds more organic matter into the soil, but you don't want to smother the plants. But in your gardens and around your trees and shrubs, leaves are wonderful. But then again, you're protecting the tree or shrub not trying to encourage grass. So you have to okay. figure out which plants you want to encourage there. This listener says this, Teresa, I have tall decorative grasses in my natural garden area. Should they be cut down for the winter? No, I would leave those up all winter. The seed heads are beautiful. The grasses will sway in the wind, in the, in the snow. They'll look pretty against the snow. It's a winter interest thing, and that's why you're growing them. Uh, birds may hide in them. Some of those butterflies may be as caterpillars or eggs overwintering in them. You cut those back in the spring before they start growing. But leave them up all winter, and they'll look just beautiful, and you'll appreciate it when we get those long winter days. I did this very thing last week. I turned my water back on, but the question from a listener <laughs> is, can we still water evergreens? Yes. If the ground is not frozen, you should be watering your evergreens especially. Uh, and yes, it's a hassle. You've got to turn the water on and off and on and off and drain those hoses. But you do, if you want those evergreens to live through winter, give them some extra water. We're still a little droughty here in the southern part of the state. Um, just, just look at how the ground is. If it's frozen, you don't want to be watering anymore because that's just sitting on top of the soil. Remember a few years ago, we had an issue of no snow cover or it froze or whatever, mm-hmm. and a lot of shrubs. I, I know I lost some yeah. boxwoods because yeah, of, Yeah. And I hope yeah. that's not a repeat uh, uh, performance. I here. just, I don't know, Denny, it's been drought and not much yeah. snow is anticipated, and yeah. We will see. Uh, another text, Teresa, says, can I put a sheet of plastic over my strawberry bed before the mulch? I'm not really sure why you would want to do that. Um, if you do that and it gets kind of warm under there, you're looking at a lot of fungal diseases. So I probably would not suggest doing that. And yeah, don't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. 
A lot of questions this morning about dormant seating. Uh, and this listener may be joined a little bit late. Now is the time for dormant seating, correct? Yes. Yes. Now is the time, as Teresa said. Now, this texter says, I dormant seated a week ago. A follow-up question, how long should I wait in the spring before treating the lawn for grubs? Uh, the grubs won't matter for the dormant seating. Uh, just treat when you're supposed to for the grubs according to the label instructions. Uh, so so the, the two are, are different. You don't have to worry about the combination. What about uh, people want to treat uh, for uh, crabgrass or, or weeds, you know, the weed and feed in mm-hmm. the spring? What, what, yep, what? weed and feed. So, so you would want your grass seed up and growing uh, before you treat, like if you're doing for crabgrass, that's a pre-emergent usually. So you want your other grass up and growing, and by that time the crabgrass is already up and growing. So you kind of have to forget crabgrass pre-emergent next year. Um, if you're doing weeds, weed and feeds, those are usually done in June, uh, and then they're granules, and they'll be on the grass, and your other your dormant seeded grass should have grown by that time and not be impacted at all because it's going to only impact broadleaf weeds. So another reminder, a couple of reminders, actually, get to the Arboretum this season if you right. can, right? right? Get to the Arboretum, check out the Extension website, ask your questions with Ask a Master Gardener so they don't get bored all winter. I'm laughing because they're usually pretty wild, busy. Um, but yes, do get out to the Arboretum, it's beautiful. And uh, I encourage everyone to get out there, it's absolutely gorgeous. Make and, your reservations. Uh, maybe next time, yeah, make reservations online, that's how you get out there. But do check out the uh, uh, University of Minnesota Extension website, extension.umn.edu. Teresa, next time maybe that you're on, uh, let's talk about that Master Gardener program for those that maybe want to become Master Gardeners. What do you say? We can do that. And welcome to all the interns who are now Master Gardeners. They've made their hours. Teresa, have a great rest of the holiday weekend. We'll talk. We'll catch up with you real soon. Bye, everybody. Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener. Got those home improvement questions ready for Andy Lindis. He's coming along next hour here on CCO. What are we look uh, looking at weather-wise? A slight chance of flurries today in the Twin Cities. A little better chance for your Sunday tomorrow. 32 the high today, 33 but windy tomorrow. Right now, it's overcast in the Twin Cities. You have a west wind, southwest wind at 6. CCO temp 24. Stay with us. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.